Hello and welcome to the Optional Podcast, episode number 215 for the week of July 6th, 2020. That was hard to say. The Optional Podcast is a show all about the latest in video games and entertainment recorded each week from New York City and bounced around cables and satellites all around the world. From space! And right into your listening device of choice, as always, I'm Paul Tamayo and I'm here with my co-host, Cam Brewster. What up? What up? What's what good, up? man? Does my How's my audio sound this week? You sound crispy clean. Sound crispy clean. I'm going to start doing some like late night fucking quiet storm <laughs> ass you gotta do some asmr <laughs> shit i gotta um, do some shit <laughs> what's good not much man not much you know um i'm sure uh folks who listen to the show probably know but i'm, I'm officially uh a, i guess a uh video producer extraordinaire for hire so you know uh yeah word that's, sh- a, that's a big a step man that's a big step yeah thank you, you know, man thank you it's been exciting it's coming up so Oh yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. I'm trying to trying to explore my options right now, and uh, you know I'm all about the options out here. So uh, we have a lot to talk about this week, and this week again we have such an incredible guest to talk about everything with. Um, we have our good friend Jeffrey Russo, writer and critic extraordinaire. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week. We really really appreciate it. Oh wow! Wow! Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Uh, that was a great intro, and also sacrifice to all my people hey, out there. Yeah, I don't know if I'm the first Haitian person on here. You definitely you might be. In case I'm not, you are. You wow. I am. You oh, are. Hey, yeah. all right. That's what's up. Whoa! Where? Shout out to Haiti. Uh, how you been, man? What's going on? Um, excellent question. Um, you, we all play Devil May Cry for you, right? I didn't play, but actually, four is the, the one okay. before the last one. Four, <laughs> when we got when we got introduced to Nero, the very first game. Oh Nero. yeah, I didn't yeah, play that, that was the, the three sixty one. Oh. Okay, sorry. Yes, sorry, but straight to the point. There's a scene where Nero like drop kicks Dante. The first five <laughs> minutes he meets him because he thinks he's an antagonist, right? Yeah. That's how I feel about all the bullshit happening right now. <laughs> I want to drop kick you. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna do plenty of that. We're gonna do some. Uh, what, what is it called in that game when you get like a like a triple S style <laughs> uh, fucking podcast? I, I, for, I, yeah, it's wild. Gonna be a lot of combos this week, regardless. Yeah, but um. <laughs> For those who don't know, who aren't familiar, and they should be, maybe after this episode they will be, uh, give us a quick rundown of uh, what you do and maybe some articles you've had out there. Give some people a quick introduction to the world of Jeffrey Rousseau. Sure. Um, so I I pretty much write uh, unapologetically, uh, unapologetically <laughs> black video game articles. There we go. Oh, wow. I'm talking to this. Um, the very last one, if you type in Miles... Uh, PlayStation 5 and Fade, you will literally find an article of mine where I wrote about, oh my God, his Fade is so good. <laughs> but no, but seriously, um, if you search for uh, black video game character creators, you'll find this really uh, long form essay that I wrote that a lot of people really resonated with. Uh, if you search for, on US Gamer, uh, black gaming journalists, you'll see that I wrote about the systemic reasons why we don't have a lot of black journalists. I'm very proud of myself on that. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I do. Uh, I take a look at gaming and uh, what it does for blackness or what it doesn't. And uh, if you get uncomfortable, it is what it is. It is what it is indeed. It Uh, is what it is. Yeah, I actually uh, came across your writing in in February when you wrote about uh, black game journalists and you know, instantly became a fan and uh, we've been Twitter mutuals since. So it's actually kind of nice to get a chance to finally talk to you, you know, I guess 
air quotes in person. Maybe one day we can actually do this in person. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, no, man, I, yeah. I'm a huge fan of your writing. I'll include all the links in our newsletter this week. So if you aren't already subscribed, subscribe to the newsletter. You're going to get some incredible articles sent your way as we drop kick the door to your email inbox every week. Uh, shameless plug there. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's get let's get into uh, let's just get into things. Uh, why don't you let us know what's on your playlist for this week? Uh, well, on my playlist, I've, I've just been playing two games specifically, Pokemon Sword and Shield and Neo 2. Um, I guess I'll talk about Neo 2 first. Uh, I've noticed I'm like one of the few people that like kind of talk about that on social media, which is kind of weird to me because I know people played it, right? Right. I don't know. Um, but since the, uh, pandemic has happened, uh, you know, a lot of stuff has been happening, right? And I've noticed that, like, when I play Neo, with I'm really immersed in it uh, because of like everything you have to keep track of your stamina, uh, the enemy's pattern movements, and all that stuff, and like uh, managing your resources. So much to the fact that I'm at like the last portion of the game, and I've literally have done all the missions, all of them, all the story, all the sub, all the online. I'm like, holy shit! I have over 100 hours in this game. I had not even realized that. Yeah, I've, I've, it is maddening because I haven't even done that for any other Soulsborne's game that I've come across. I have, I was like, no, I'm not doing this. And here I am, I'm doing it with this. So it's like, I guess I'm a pro gamer. No, I'm <laughs> no you are. No, it's really good. You it's are. Really good. But um, um, like, what, what was the difference in this one? Like, why is it drawing you in so much? um that's a great question cam um i would say the fact that it doesn't start uh it doesn't star a white dude yeah. <laughs> <Really>? yes <laughs> i love it they definitely oh, last time ride God. that first game for sure. oh yeah 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 um but no uh the thing about the game is that uh it hasn't really changed what they did was that they adjusted some of the uh the difficulty options, but the fact that the character character creator is really robust and I was able to legitimately make like a dark skinned woman with like braids. And if a game can't do that, I'm sorry, you suck. Sorry. Yeah. Like facts. It's true. Um, that helps a lot. And, uh, the character art and all the shit happening is just like, so like engrossing. It's like every time Nobunaga talks, I'm like, sir, I don't want to tell you you're gonna die because of historical <laughs> facts, but this is awesome. <laughs> spoilers, spoilers. Right? Uh, no, that's cool though. Oh, yeah, I feel yeah. like I've also been. Uh, I mean, I've heard nothing but amazing things specifically about Neo Two. I've heard like you know good things about Neo mm-hmm. One, of course. But um, yeah, I, I've like it's definitely piqued my interest, especially lately. You know, I, I've been playing a bit of the FromSoft games and learning that that learning curve that yeah. uh, before used to really push me away but now i guess i'm realizing that i kind of enjoy it way more than i than i thought i did um but i'm curious um despite having already played it to completion it seems um you still seem to be still seem to be going at it like you still seem to be like you know playing that game it yeah what's wild is that i didn't even realize it's like i was just i'm still so much invested in it that i even got the season pass so when you're putting out these extra missions these extra boss fights or whatever I'm still diving into the that madness, you know, and I what I really like about it is that you I'll, I'll give you one example. Uh one fight in particular, you fight uh what's his name? Uh 
I'm probably saying it wrong, but anyways, his name is Noah Taka. He's this giant, massive man who is like partially made of ice. He transformed into a demon and uh, he carries the Odachi sword. That's the sword that your character can only carry with two hands. He's holding it with one hand. So you're fighting him in this icy battlefield. And the fight is so intense because at some point he grows an extra hand made of ice. And if you fuck up and you roll the wrong way, he can clip like almost half your HP. So I'm like losing to this guy (laughs) or whatever. And then I get into this weird mode where I'm learning their like patterns and stuff like that. And like that exhilaration you get when like you finally win that's like the best feeling ever i don't care what anybody tells definitely yeah yeah i i'm i'm definitely becoming well acquainted with that feeling like i tend to be a really even when i'm playing like some pretty intense things i never really uh get too animated or get too loud but when i'm playing i mean it's all like pretty much most of it i think is on on twitch now but i've i've fought Mm -hmm. i fought a few bosses offline like off twitch uh, in Bloodborne, for for example, and yeah, I agree that sort of adrenaline rush that you get when your heart is racing and you manage to finally defeat an opponent, it's uh, it really is something special. I mean, the only thing I can kind of equate it with is like a, a battle royale where you manage to barely make it out and, and you wind up winning finally after like a hundred losses or whatever. Uh, there is yeah. a definite like specific sense of satisfaction you get from these kinds of games that is, you know, so gratifying and I, it's it comes from a place that I usually don't approach games from, which is interesting because I'm learning more about myself in the process. Um, but I'm also, yeah. I'm, and so now that makes me curious about checking Neo too. So thank you for putting that evil on me. Um, so now I have to go ahead and buy that <laughs> goddamn game. Uh, but yeah, man, well, tell us a little bit about uh, Pokemon sword and shield too. What's, uh, what's going on uh, with that game? So with Pokemon, uh, the DLC, uh, came out and pretty much what I've been doing is just like checking out the content, the new Pokemon, and honestly, just spending hours chilling with the homies, going on max rate battles with them. Uh, like last night, a friend of mine was streaming on Twitch and I was like, yo, let's just like catch some motherfuckers (laughs) and just spend hours. That's the tagline, right? uh, Yo, let's go catch those motherfuckers. (laughs) I love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Pokemon is one of those few games that just instantly chills me out because it's like instantly like my adult brain remember. Oh, yeah, we played this when we were like 13. So we're like calm. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's very nostalgic, very chill. And uh, how are they? I love everything about it. How are the two new? They're legendary or like they're just new Pokemon? The two Uh, or it's like one Pokemon and it's like new forms or something like that. So the you're talking about the kung fu uh kung fu pandas, pandas yeah. I guess, or bears or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, I know. <laughs> have you seen that thing? Look that up. No, yeah. I'm gonna look sick. it up right now. You have to look it up. They look yeah, sick. you have to look it up. But uh yeah, I think you can like, they, get, like two uh, forms or whatever. Yeah, they're I think they're like pseudo uh I don't wanna bore you too with like terminology, oh, but I think do. they're pseudo pseudo uh legendaries, which is like Pokemon who aren't really legendaries but they're almost i don't know it's they just look cool so i don't know (laughs) yo he really is like doing a fucking karate stance this shit is he's got a bandana on this is unbelievable yeah it's really good right it's really good shit that shit is wild maybe i shouldn't Uh, have slept on pokemon for so long wait so i i need uh i need your thoughts on the pokemon moba Uh, are you excited for that at all uh no because mainly i'm not a fan no shade i'm not a fan of mobas i've right. never really been i tried to get into it but all that like 
managing resources and stuff like that. I'm like, man, I suck at this. Yeah, yeah I yeah. can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't think my brain can work on that level. Yeah, the learning floor is just too, too, uh, too, too yeah, difficult yeah. to get into. Yeah. That's cool though. That's cool though. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I've been, especially now that I'm, you know, no longer constantly thinking about content 24, like 24 seven, I'm like getting to really enjoy, you know, turning on a game and just like not having to worry about, I mean, it, mentally I'm taking notes like, Oh, this is an interesting moment that happened to me here or there or whatever. But it's got, it is kind of nice to just like go back and revisit, you know, an old, an old favorite, you know, like Pokemon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. though. Um, yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, Cam, what you got on your playlist? Uh, yeah, so I opened, I dusted off my Switch uh, yesterday or the day before. Um, yeah, it was yesterday. And because uh, uh, Animal Crossing has a new event out, it's like their summertime event where you can like go diving uh, for new animals and stuff. So I turned that on and I was like, oh, I'm back in it, you know? And my island is just. <laughs> unrecognizable like i forgot oh, where everything God. was like in front of my house it looks like <laughs> it looks like sanford and son right like i guess before like the last time i played i just had a bunch of shit in the in the front yard so like there's like spoiled turnips like there's a bunch of shit just out and i'm like oh my god where am i right now and um inside my house there's like roaches because i haven't played for oh, over a month yeah so just like roaches and shit i'm like what the fuck Damn. is this so i gotta like kill the roaches like <laughs> i didn't know that's what you had to do so i'm like oh this is gross uh, but yeah so i go i go to town <laughs> and i check in with everybody and they're like throwing shade at me like oh look who's look who's back <laughs> like i'm like come on man like i had look to work this fucking asshole <laughs> but they were they were pretty cool about it um and uh yeah so i guess you you buy like um a snorkel and a wetsuit and you can go diving um on your uh at your beach and uh they like rope off like an area i guess so you can't go like in like really far beyond uh the shoreline but um you can like you see these bubbles like floating in the in the water and you can just dive down and uh pick up like these new items so like you can find pearls you can find octopus now uh, a bunch of different like starfish stuff like that and it's just that uh, adds more a little bit more content and you can bring those to blathers and that ad- he adds it to the museum as well which is really nice. dope because that's the best part of that game mm. um yeah and uh yeah so i've just been like playing that all morning and that that was really fun to like be back in that world that game is like it, it does that thing where like oh you're trying to pull me back in but uh, like yeah, I don't know if I can fall for it this time mm. like I just have yeah. <laughs> it's it's cool because like I was at the laundromat this morning and I was like you know that was a good time to do that so um, yeah I, I definitely yeah. like held out to to do that um, but it, it was really dope like I feel like an asshole because like one of my uh, residents. They were asking to like leave. They were like, oh, I don't know what I should do. I, I really want to like, you know, exp- oh, well, that was my computer. Sorry. Um, All good. They were like, you know, I want to leave. I want to like explore new horizons, no pun intended. And I was like, no, like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like an asshole. But he was like, all right, I won't go. You like pulled out a gun and you're just like, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, nah, you're not going anywhere, (laughs) pal. Yeah, yeah, Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, right. So (laughs) it was just like one of those things. I'm like, oh, this is amoral as fuck, but whatever, man. Um, But yeah, it's it's really good to be back in that game. 
That game is just really cute. I think they changed some t- textures as well uh, since the last time I played because, like, the trees look a lot different. Like, the ground looks a little bit better and, like, the weeds and stuff because I have a lot of weeds in my island right now. Um, they they look very different from what I remember. So, Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. I don't know if you picked it up mm. at all, but, um, yeah, it, it's I'm really so- fun. I'm so glad you talked about it because I have been I have been like tempted to to open up Animal Crossing, but I like I'm kind of afraid to, to experience what you experience of like going back to my town and people being like, "Yo, what the fuck? Where the <laughs> fuck have you been, dude?" Because I haven't been there for like probably two months, maybe maybe over two months at this point. Because I like I just completely mm. for whatever reason I just like closed the door on that game, and you know I've also been <laughs> I've been dealing with a lot right now, but also I just like I haven't had I guess the the appetite to play that kind of game right. like I, i've been wanting to do things that are a little bit more i guess um i don't know a little bit more finite like i want to like complete things so uh a- animal crossing I, maybe i'll maybe i'll fire it up this week at some point i'll probably find some time to like play it in the be- like you know in bed like on the switch like portable like handheld style because for the most part the, the majority of my time spent playing the game was like at the tv so i think i have to get over that little minor like bur- like I guess habit of mine, right. um, but yeah, man, that that's uh, that's cool. I'm, I'm I actually like when I saw the the swimming thing, I was like, oh fuck, I kind of want to do that. <laughs> it's a it's lie. a cool little addition. <laughs> like it it just makes all the sense in the world, right? Like it's really cool. I caught a fucking hammerhead yeah. shark. That was really cool. They added, I guess, Damn. they added like you know how you Ooh. see the the fish like uh, you know the shadows, I guess, under the water, right? So now when it's a shark, you see a, like a fin, like a like a top oh. dorsal fin or whatever. So I was Ooh. like, oh, what is that? That thing is huge. And then it's like a fucking hammerhead shark just popped out of the water. <laughs> it's great. Nice. It's great. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that game is just wholesome as fuck. But um, I've also been like, I was looking for like a game to play because I don't, I don't have like a ton of time in the last couple of weeks just to like, you know, play online or anything like that. So um I was on uh, Xbox Game Pass, just looking through all the games that they have available, and uh, I saw State of Decay two, and uh, I loved the first game. Like I, I, I really connected with that game a lot um, back when it was on like 360, I believe. Um, and uh, so yeah, I like check this out, and I love this game. <laughs> this game is just a really good, stupid zombie storytelling game like it's like the game you want if you want to like make your own stories it's the the game you want where you like you just want to drive around shoot zombies take over houses like that type of thing so basically the setup is like you can pick from uh three sets of two people um and they all have like their backstory so like one uh, one couple is like a uh, brother and sister and they like are, you know, supporting each other after their parents died. The other one is like an estranged um, couple that were in a relationship. Um, but they're, you know, at the end of this, uh, at the beginning of this apocalypse, we're, you know, forced to be stuck with each other again. And then like the other couple is like uh, a mother and daughter or something like that. And uh, you pick one of those and those like, basically they, they give you like a, uh, an archetype for like the character so like this person is sporty or whatever and that leads in, you into like seeing their actual stats so like you can have like someone who's good at shooting guns someone's good has good stamina someone who has um 
like good wits, which is like good for like uh, searching items and finding rare items and stuff like that. Um, so that's like a way for them to disguise like the story as like stats and stuff like that. And then you just like kind of start the game and you, your whole your whole thing is to survive and to like kind of take back the land from the zombie plague. And that's pretty much all it is. Like it, it I don't know if you guys have played this game before like the the previous one but uh, or this one in, in fact, but um, it's just like it has this really good loop of going out scavenging for items, bringing it back to your community um, and like just seeing your community like thrive or fail like that that's like a really cool balance for me and it, it's just been working out for the last couple nights um just like playing it and you know running around yeah it, it, it's always interested me like i remember when the, the second one came out this one came out yeah i remember being like on games pass and stuff and i i, I like considered i don't know if it's i guess it's on it's got to be on pc at this point probably or maybe it launched on pc but um yeah, it definitely seems like my kind of thing. I, it just also, for me, feels like a thing that I wish I had at least a few more people to play with. Um, oh, yeah, they, it's multiplayer, right? Yeah, I believe it is. Yeah, I'm it pretty is. sure it is. Because that would be kind of cool. Like, I mean, you know, you talked about um, creating this own story and character and, and like really role play, you know, like, yeah. it, it's like in the in the purest sense. And it would be really cool to like role play with, with friends or whatever, like to, to do these little, you know, mini campaigns together. Um but yeah, I, I'm. This has kind of piqued my interest again. I know it's gotten. I know it's got a, like a pretty uh, dedicated community, um, you know, supporting it. So I, like, I'm I, curious to I see. I didn't hear anything yeah. about it, like you know, huh. after it came out. Like I didn't really. I know people were like pretty like um, were pretty into it, but I didn't think that it had like legs or anything. So I was like surprised to see it on Games Pass. So nice. Yeah, the only time uh, I actually remember seeing it's like. I would just randomly hop on Twitch to just watch like some of my favorite streamers just streaming. And I'm like, oh, okay, this looks cool as hell. But I've never had a chance to play it myself. Like, I have this weird thing about zombie games. I'm not going to get into it. I'm a <coughs> coward. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, uh yeah it looks interesting but uh, yeah i'm i'm also a coward but i, I will you know that, that's kind of why i was like i need friends to play this with because i don't know if i could do this by myself this game has this really cool <laughs> like uh kind of it's like all based on like stealth and sound so like you, everything you do mm. makes noise so when you drive a car that makes a lot of noise when you're looking through um items um like you know rummaging through like a drawer or something like that to look for an item like it gives you like a a ticker so you have to like hold the button down then that's how as long as you have to search to find the thing the mystery item Mm. and uh that makes noise Mm. too so you can speed that up or slow you know or just do it slow so you don't make too much noise so um i'm actually playing this one character who uh is the brother of the main character that i picked and you can like switch through any character. Like I have four characters right now, but you can switch at oh, any cool. time. Um, and she, he's like the brother, but I'm playing him as if he's like an idiot. So like I'm not giving him any good like wit stats or anything, and I'm giving him all all the really like loud guns and stuff. So like I was like, you know, I was looting this like trailer park, and like he was doing good. Like he's really fast. Like he's really athletic. He's uh, pretty decent with guns and stuff like that, but he like I just make him like an idiot, whatever. Um, he, like I can't stop him from getting wits. Like, is the more you search for things, the more like the more you do anything, the more skill you get in that. So you can't like hold him back. Like they're always gonna get skills, but I just play him like a, like a loud, like you know, brash kind of idiot. 
Um, so I'm like rummaging through stuff and I always do like the quick search where it like makes a lot of noise and it draws out a bunch of zombies. And I got fucking jumped by these like special zombies. So it was like a fat one. It's like the Left 4 Dead thing. It was like a fat one that like throws up or blows up. There's the jumping one that like pounces on you. And then there's like a one that screams and alerts the other ones. And like I was kind of like... <laughs> just playing around but i wasn't paying attention next thing i know i got like a literal horde of zombies like chasing me down the street and like i'm running out of stamina and it was just like the best thing ever and i was just having all this this like really good fun with this like character that i've just made like a fool and he's like shooting this automatic <laughs> shotgun just like spraying into the crowd and it's just it's really funny man that's actually awesome because you you like preemptively answered one of my questions for later on uh which is like um role-playing within a game yeah. like within like adding to a character's kind of personality traits and stuff and that's, that sounds actually really hilarious to like it's make fun. him just a big dumb <laughs> yeah he's just a big old dumb <laughs> um but i'm having a ton of fun with this game uh nice nice but yeah tell us about what you're playing you got a, a nice little set here yeah i finally finished uh mafia 3 earlier this week hey. and uh it actually really fucking, I mean, it continued to blow me away, but the ending also, I think, really does a great job of wrapping that story up in a way that, like, most other games for me are, are pretty forgettable. Like, I, I mean, I kind of remember how GTA Five ends, like, for the story. Like, there's a pretty important decision they, they leave to you and, like, a couple of other, I mean, but really before that, I don't, I don't really recall, like, the very, like, um, specific emotional you know plot beats and stuff and, and this one for example in comparison is like it's gonna it, it really left a, a a big impression on me because it, it did some things that i wish more games would do it doesn't sort of i mean some things are kind of you know cliche like there's a big sort of uh climb to a top of a tower type of thing but it, it, it doesn't feel too too egregious or too annoying or too tedious it actually goes out of its way to to simplify things and really wrap up the story in an interesting way that's like uh, you know very subdued and and I I, I appreciated that shit. I, I didn't need it to be this you know big shootout and chase on a on a you know uh, on a tarmac or whatever or on a boat or right. it didn't need to be this whole huge set piece. It actually wound up being more cinematic in that way and and the way it also leaves you time at the end to to tie up any loose ends is really cool um but yeah it i you kind of touched upon it with state of decay 2 and stuff but there are moments in this game that really made me feel like i was crafting my own story and my own experience with the game like there was a moment where like i think i was rescuing somebody who was being held hostage i got him in the car and then when you go it sort of triggers enemies to follow you in cars and shoot at you and stuff and i got away in the most clumsy, uh, comical, very theatrical way. Like usually in a game like this, you're you're kind of a badass, and you manage to they they, they set some things up along the way that you know oh there's a ramp here conveniently or oh wow there's a <laughs> right. there's a rocket launcher right over here. Uh, and, and this way was I was so clumsy. Like they shot my tires out, which by the way is way too easy to do in Mafia Three. I think they should probably work on that for the next one. Um, but I like crashed into like the side of the road. I got out and three cars parked, you know, they got out also like they stopped and got out. We got into this huge firefight. I managed to barely get out of that one. I got into another car. I like immediately lost my tires because another group of people came through. I had to like reverse, like pass them and like shoot them. It was like 
the funniest fucking sequence of events. And when I finally got out, I managed to like steal one of the cars that was relatively unharmed. And uh, I was just laughing. Like, yo, that was so <laughs> funny. Like, it, like that was not cinematic one bit. Right. It actually kind of reminded me of uh, Atomic Blonde. Like, it, it looked cool. Like, uh, on like, if you were watching it, like, if, you know, if I was streaming it or if you were on the couch watching with me, it looked cool to like watch C play out. But it was so fucking clumsy and not cool at all. Like, I, I barely got out of there with, like, you know, right. a, a fraction of health. And those kind of moments really stick out to me. Like, it's the, you know, it's the Breath of the Wild thing. It's mm-hmm. the Metal Gear 4 thing. It's the, like, how did you manage to get this mission done? And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> I, I barely got out of there. I, I lost a bunch of tires along the way. Um, yeah, you- but, yeah, Mafia 3, it, it really ends on a, on a high note, I feel like. It's, it's like, it... uh I can't sing enough of this game's praises. It's it's so good. I, I I can't wait to see what they do next. I hope they really swing for the fences again. I hope they don't, you know. I don't know how Mafia performed in terms of like sales numbers and stuff. I, I you know, I, I guess I could look that up after this. But I really do wish to to see more from that team, especially in this kind of context. And you know, the fact that they really stepped out of the box to 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 give a setting and a time and, and a story that was, you know, really going for things that most games really don't ever come close to getting to. Wow. And, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's incredible. I, uh, I love this game. I think everybody should play it. Uh, Jeffrey, have you played mafia three by chance? I have not, but, uh, I, I know I need to, because like, I just hearing you talk about it and I know other people that I follow have played it. I'm, I'm kind of on this, Thing where I don't want to play something that has racism in it, but I get that I need to because I've heard you talk about it for like I don't know how many podcasts now. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But no, I definitely need to because, matter of fact, I saw somebody playing it and there was just this one scene where it's like, uh, I'm sorry, the main character's name is Lincoln, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then he's just going somewhere and just seeing this white lady like clutch her purse. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need yeah. to play this game. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, I need to play this game. Yeah. Uh, but I'll, I'll get around to it. I, I would like to say this year I'll definitely do it. But um, I'm, I'm really fascinated by each time you talk about it, you speak uh, about it with such reverence, you know. And, and I know that stuff is still poignant right now. Uh, have, have there been, if you don't mind me asking, have there been like times where you've been uncomfortable? Not so much that because oh wow they're using language or not because of the situation, but like you're 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 seeing the scene or hearing a conversation among characters, and you're like shit, this stuff has not changed in this 2020. Have you been uncomfortable like that? Yeah, Anything? a lot, a lot. There, there, because you know, there are see? yeah, there are times <laughs> yeah. when you're no, like, go ahead, up go to. Ahead. When you roll up to a location and you're, you know, you you know the enemies you're about to massacre, you know, they're they're all these, you know, purely evil people, right? But you you overhear mm. some of the conversations and the way they even refer to you because you're starting to make a, a bit of a reputation for yourself by the things that you're doing and and you hear some of the things that they overset, like that. I mean, you overhear some of those things that they say, and it's it uh it made me wince a lot like there there are certain like not not just because of the words but just the 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 framing of, of certain things and you know without giving away too much it is some stuff that's hard to to listen to especially i mean i'll be honest there there's like there's even i think one of the first missions that you do cuz you know this is in this takes place in louisiana so there's a there's a right. definite uh sort of uh, intersection between you know uh, Cubans and uh, Haitians and uh, you know um, mm-hmm. 
uh, a bit like you know Italian Americans who who've come down for like uh, casinos and stuff like that. Like just, there's a whole uh, array of different folks from different backgrounds and stuff. But one of the first few missions you do, it's like, all right, go get the go get the Haitians or whatever, right? And I was like, I, mm. I felt like that was like, oh, okay, that was kind of weird. Like that that's weird that this, that's one of the first things you do. But then later on, they introduce you to a character who is Haitian, and, and he talks about how he got into this sort of life of organized crime and it wasn't by choice. And it really like grounds the character in a way that just becomes more than, you know, in a GTA game, you would, right. you would never get this kind of, yeah. uh, this flavor in terms of, 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 uh, their, their history and, uh, and what made them, uh, enter this life of crime. And it's, it's tragic. It's beautiful. And, and it made me care for that character in a way that I, I'd never cared about. Like, Oh, it's like you know my cousin in GTA Four or whatever the fuck right. it was. Um, even though he keeps <laughs> calling me and wants to go bowling or whatever the fuck he wants to do, um, it's it. Uh, yeah, there's so to you know, long story even longer. There, there's definitely there are definitely so many moments where I was just like, oh, this is even on stream. I'd be like, ooh, that was hard to listen to, or like I can't believe they included that in the game. But there's also moments where you hear a DJ on the radio who's talking to the audience. Uh, you know, tying actual events that have happened at the time, like, you know, because that, that was like civil rights era, so that there's like a lot of stuff happening, but also like the war in Vietnam and, um, right. you know, just different political things that, that were happening and he ties it into like what's happening with New Bordeaux and, and you're seeing the actual, uh, you know, you're seeing that stuff get played out. Like when you when you drive past like cops, like there, there's like the, the, the sort of... Um, the visibility thing that you, you get when you pass by enemies. So if you do anything slightly, you know, wrong, like, yeah. let's, you know, if, if you crash into them or you mm. crash into a car or whatever, like they'll notice. So it, it's, it, it's doing a lot. It's doing a lot with conventions that you're familiar with, but it, they put their own yeah. twist on it. And it's, it's, it's an experience. I, I mean, again, I can't, I can't say enough about this game, but yeah, everybody should yeah. check it out at, at their own pace too. Like I'm not saying like play it tomorrow. Like whenever, whenever you're ready for it, definitely play it. But uh, mm. yeah, Mafia Three completely blew me away. Um, I'm glad I was actually able to just at least finish it at the very least because I still have, I'm still streaming through Bloodborne. Um, we played, I played a little bit yesterday. I off stream defeated one of the bosses, and then on stream I, I defeated another boss. First try, by the way, I was very proud of that. Um, what are you up to? I now? forget what they were called. I'm I'm exploring the 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 woods area. I forget what they were called, but they were like the enemies that are like there was three of them. Oh, that ring a bell? Yeah, the uh, shadows of Yarnum. Yeah, yeah, that's. I, I'm so bad with names in general. Yeah, so I, no, never I mean, I've anything. played this game three times. It's fun. Uh, okay, that's <laughs> it, yeah. so it was three of them, and they were like snakes and stuff, yeah. and and it was cool because it was like my first time playing it, so I didn't know what to expect, and uh, yeah, I beat their ass, and then uh, I, so I'm. That's kind of where I'm at right now. I, I stopped right there, but I also uh, recently beat um, Amygdala. Oh yeah, that's a um, good fight. That's a fun one. Yeah, that oh, was. So a fun you're one already it, you're like, into the weird part of the game, right? Like you've you've crossed oh, yeah. that threshold of where it becomes cosmic horror, and you're like, oh okay, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like because even the woods are hard to traverse. Like, I, I, there's no sense of north and south. Like, you know, the sun is kind yeah. of obstructed by the trees, and this like the woods aren't. You know, it's not like a grid like structure where you're like, oh, that's a bridge I recognize, or that's a clock tower that I recognize. Um, Excuse me. So, yeah, I'm definitely in the uh, very strange part of Bloodborne. And, uh, yeah, it, it's cool. I'm still really enjoying it. Uh, there, There is a, 
part of me though that's still like all right you know like <laughs> someone told me on the stream like you're more than a little halfway but i'm i'm starting to get a little like all right you know when's this uh when we're gonna start wrapping things up here because right. you know i got some i got other things mm. i want to do yeah. but uh still having a good time still having a good time um mm. and yeah i play a little bit of a little bit more of the last of us part two i'm definitely playing it in short bursts here and there i'm not trying to really marathon my way through it i'm also i mean honestly having a bit of a hard time with i mean i just talked about playing like mafia 3 bloodborne and now this i think i talked about it even last week but trying to also limit the amount of things that i'm watching that are like disturbing you know like i i start i watched like the first two episodes last night of unsolved mysteries and i like oh, i was like well time to go to bed yeah. you know like <laughs> it was i was literally was i was on a zoom last night with my family and i was literally talking about how i've been doing that like with unsolved mysteries yeah. like because <laughs> i was hyped that yeah. it came back I, um i saw Re, uh, ren in the uh, in the discord he was talking about it or whatever and then i was like oh gotta watch this right before bed <laughs> yeah huge mistake because because i watched it with my partner who asked like get the lights off and we were like oh shit like let's get let's get like spooky with it and then afterwards i was like oh this is actually fucking i mean i loved the original oh, unsolved absolutely. mysteries it, it was the main inspiration for the, the animal crossings conspiracy theories video like down to the the title card like shout out to joyzel who designed all that stuff and um so i love this kind of stuff regardless but it certainly hits very differently in 2020 um yeah. and also i i again just a peek into the the mind of how sadistic i can get sometimes i doubled down with some of this stuff i just came up like this was off the heels on the heels rather of me watching the uh epstein documentary oh, shit. the jeffrey epstein uh documentary uh hold on hold on hold on hold on time out time out so you watched that then this <laughs> Well, I mean, like, not back-to-back. I didn't, like, marathon it. Okay. But, like, all right, all right, all right. Th- that was, like, the last... Because it's, like, a four-part series. It's it's four episodes. I think they're, right. like, an hour each. I think it might even be... I think it's four episodes. Uh, and, yeah, that is that is extremely disturbing. I, I mean, huge content warning if you, if you ever decide to, like, go down that rabbit hole. But it is... Uh, it's a lot to handle, a lot to process. And, you know, I, I obviously took breaks between the two things. But I had, had a moment of realization yesterday where I was, like man i gotta like i gotta switch it up a little bit i can't just be doing this so i actually one thing I've, i didn't put in my playlist was um i bought everybody's golf not too long ago for like super super cheap on, on ps4 and i played that for a little bit and it was nice to just like put a podcast on and play that game and, and not you know be reminded of how horrible the world currently is because you know even even a few weeks back when things started happening with the you know with the protests and stuff and and seeing all these you're just kind of exposing yourself over and over like the doom scrolling thing of like kind of going on Twitter and exposing yourself to these mm-hmm. things a lot can really take a toll on you. So I've been making sure to, to balance that out too. Cause it's, you know, it's easy to just get lost in that. And before you know it, it you don't realize how much it actually affects your mood. Right. So all that to say, um, I'm not playing that much of the last of us part two also because to be completely honest with you as, as even though it's a, really gorgeous technical feat i keep saying this every week and i'm, I'm I, I promise i'll maybe i'll stop talking about it until i actually finished it but i am getting the sense of like okay i see where this is going i i'm i want a little more than it's giving me and i know that's that's not what it's but paul we are the intentions monsters. are <laughs> right it's the last of us <laughs> um so yeah i'm still having a, a bit of a hard time with that game overall even though 
technically, you know, on a performance level, both on like the actor side and the, I guess the graphic yeah. graphical side of things, it's it really is a, like a marvel. But uh, you know, I'm I'm also trying to be realistic about the stuff that I'm intaking right now, and that is kind of. Thankfully, I, I finished Mafia Three, so that's one thing off of my plate that has like you know pretty pretty gory, violent stuff. And um, yeah, I'm just gonna play it in short bursts here and there, but it's, it's gonna take me a while to finish it. So I mean, I'm definitely not gonna be doing any spoiler cast for that game anytime soon. But uh, mm. yeah, that's pretty much it for the most part. That's that's what's on my playlist. Um, if I'm I'm sorry for interrupting. I one <laughs> one question I, I just wanted to ask you. Um, like me personally, I'm not playing it. Uh, not so much because the conversations that are happening around the game, which are important, but I, I don't want to uh, downplay that. But honestly, me, I have an aversion to like the the violence because shout out to the siren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, no, but really, like I've grown up playing violent games like we all have. But like I have a certain like tolerance to the fidelity. Now we're at the point where shit is like super graphic. I was like, whoa, OK, hold on. We're going to pump the brakes. I have a certain tolerance level and I can't play that game. I can't like the first one. When I saw that, I was like, definite. No. When I saw a gameplay of two, I was like, Oh hell no. Cause I'm good. Yeah. Cause my head can't, I probably sound like, I don't know. Someone's probably listening to this. Like, oh, just chicken shit, whatever. It's like, no, there's a big difference in the violence in Neo two where blood's just splattering in comedic fashion versus what's happening. In Last of us two. It is a technical Marvel, but me <sighs> personally, I can't play games like that or watch films in that manner because it will personally affect me like in a mental level. And I just can't. I, mm-mm. Yeah, no, I mean, I it, that's, that's, that's very, that's very valid. Like there, there, there was a moment um, yesterday, I, I won't get into the specifics obviously, but there was a moment yesterday where, you know, I, I was, uh, we saw a few enemies, one on the roof and a couple patrolling underneath a, inside of a building. So I took, took out the one on the roof and, um, then I went downstairs and, and things kind of went wrong. And I, and in the scramble, I like, you know, I managed to fight off the enemies, but, uh, the visceral feeling of it. And then the visual aftermath, like specifically looking down at the gore of like what I had just done, it, it kind of fucked me up for a second. Yeah. And I, I was, I like remember like remarking to mm. my partner, like, Ooh, that that's kind of gross. And, and I, I kind of explained to her what happened. And, uh, she also kind of winced and, you know, there definitely is, um, value to be extracted from that you know like especially in regards to how it relates to the theme and and the the things that the developers are trying to say but i've you know i've read my fair share of reviews i I kind of know what to expect and how other people might have processed it uh in their experience with it but i'm also um like i said before i'm just trying to like limit the amount of stuff that i'm taking in that's like that right now especially because like you know you know we all have different limits of how much we can take and and uh Sometimes I just want to play fucking everybody's golf, Thanks. and I want to just try to get mm-hmm. a hole in one yeah. and have a good time, and or or you know whatever. So no, nah, I get that, man. I get it, and I, I know that this game is not going to be for everybody. That's for goddamn sure. But um, I just like I guess I'm such a I guess I'm I'm so uh, addicted. Maybe that's problematic. I, I, I'm so like uh, interested in the 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 way it impacts the quote unquote culture and all that kind of stuff and how it's going to dictate what quote unquote, again, prestige games are and and this and that, because, you know, we're still seeing the effects of the first game. So um, this one's going to, you know, also have 
its impacts and and you know and we it's hard to escape that that conversation especially now at least right now in this current moment uh with everything going on twitter and stuff but um let's uh speaking of which let's jump into uh the news for the week um so we're gonna switch things up a little bit we have a lot of stories to choose from a lot of stuff has happened this week so i figured we would uh shout out to the biker boys we would take a uh a chance to give everybody um you know, a story to choose from, from, from the list that I, from the list that I've compiled here. So, uh, Jeffrey, since you're our guest here, I figured you get first picks if you want to pick, uh, you know, what story you think is most interesting. Sure. Yeah. Uh, what I would like to, uh, talk about is the news surrounding Evo and, you know, the fighting game community at large. Uh, <clears throat> so I, I don't know if you gentlemen were awake, but like when, so the story really starts where, and, and by the way, uh, apologies if anything I, I mentioned is like triggering anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll be respectful of that. I won't mention any uh, details, you know, I'll be quite vague. <clears throat> so prior, prior to everything that happened with Evo and FGC, we've been seeing a sweeping, uh, you know, allegation after allegation happening throughout the gaming community, uh, industry, excuse me, where, you know, Unfortunately, these are systemic issues that are very, very real. It affects people. It, it does feel shitty. Uh, but then it finally hit the fighting game community at large. And uh, I'm just a, a fan. I'm not really invested in it like uh, some of my peers or mutuals are. But when it happened, I was up that night where what I first saw was a story with Mr. Wizard, who was then the CEO of Evil, which is, you know, the biggest fighting game tournament ever and uh when the allegations uh regarding him came out uh it was i'm gonna be honest it was very surreal seeing a lot of my mutuals just react in real time on twitter expressing their anger their frustration their sadness um regarding that and you know in my head i'm thinking it's like man i i i i can't imagine what what that's like uh, what's going through their heads or how, how they feel about this thing they've been invested in for a good portion of their lives. Uh, what's unfortunate is after that's happening during the same evening into the early morning hours, all the stuff happening with the Smash community and commentators and uh, top players. Uh, I, I would name some names, but honestly, if you read the article that's on, Taku, on uh, Kotaku by uh, Ian, uh, he does a great job of explaining everything. Uh, I, I won't name names because that's not really uh, the point. But uh, that was even more surreal because a good number of people that I follow are like invested in Smash. And myself, I even looked up to, I don't want to say looked up, but I, I was a fan and supporter of a number of people who turned out to be abusers. And of course, in my head, I'm having conversations with my friends in Discord and I'm just reading my friends' reactions, and it was a lot. It it, it, yeah. it was definitely a lot, and um, a lot of people got hurt. And uh, my heart goes out to all the uh, victims and the people who have been abused. And and yeah, it's the thing about this man. It's uh, it, it really is toxic because uh, despite mm-hmm. what something may look to people from the outside, there's there's a lot of bad stuff happening, and. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll use uh, a terminology that my friend said that once we started seeing all of this, she was like, you know what, damn, all this shit just needs to burn down and be real built. And it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Nah, absolutely. It's yeah, and, and one of the major conversations, and again, I preface this by saying that, you know, uh, this is just my opinion, but I, I strongly, strongly urge you all, uh, if you want to find out more or see how people feel about this, please um, read um, the thoughts and commentary by, you know, folks who are invested in, who are definitely into the community, uh, especially like female players and, and non-binary folks, because uh, they're... They've been saying a lot of real shit uh, regarding this, I feel. And um, one of the biggest things that stood out to me was that a Smash player, I believe it's a Smash player by the name of Ludwig, he was on, he was streaming, and he said it's like, okay, well, a lot of these guys are good at playing the fighting game, but, like, why does that make them community figures? Why does that make them people who should be held in high reverence? Mm -hmm. And this may be shitty coming from me because, you know, I'm just a fan, but that's real facts. Let's be honest. It's like, if I'm a top player or something like that, does that mean I should be a community leader? I, I need better credentials than that, don't I? Um, yeah. But again, again, uh, I don't want to disrespect uh, folks a part of the FGC because uh, I know a lot of people hurting. Um, and again, it it's a lot. And a lot of people are rightfully angry. And um, yeah, after the stories came out, Evil just canceled itself and... Uh, it's a bad yeah. look, super bad look, but uh, yeah, Oof. I am uh, you know happy that you know the the bigger names and like the uh, uh, commentators and stuff they're standing in solidarity with people, um, yeah, who have been abused or you know just from the allegations alone, like they're not going to stand for it. They're not going to be a part of something that has that stain on it, and until it gets better, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's dope. Like that's a you you know you get you guys are the content you know so it's like you you got to show them that yeah. it's it's really literally nothing without the people so you know yeah they got yeah. they got to really yeah. you know hold them hold them to task and like straighten this shit out because it is really you know it it could be it could be a really dope space you know <clears throat> but yeah it's it's also one of the spaces too that you know you it's common to see yeah folks from all different walks of life right. and you know like you know yeah. so yeah. it really is a shame when you when you see this stuff is still so systemic it's rooted it's rooted in every other industry and and you know it's it's we're, we're gonna see unfortunately we're gonna see more of it and uh you know i, I honestly i agree with your friend like we got to get everybody out we got a clean house and, and and i'm kind of grateful to see that you know, other companies have been withdrawing from Evo and, and, you know, they're, they're trying to find out what the future for maybe not even just like that organization, but the future of that scene is going to look like moving Mm -hmm. forward. And I really do think there needs to be uh, things put in place for this thing to, this kind of stuff to never, ever happen again. Or if if it ever gets close, you know, to, to happening again, there's, there are, folks or there are systems in place like i said to to address these things right away instead of letting them fester and you know like we just, you were just talking about a second ago jeffrey like making sure that we're not rewarding these fucking monsters who've been taking advantage of people and you know like it's it's going to be a, a difficult road moving forward but I'm, I'm i'm at the very least uh grateful that uh changes changes are happening already immediately and uh you know i'm i'm Again, it's super, super unfortunate that this that the, it took this for this to happen, you know. But yeah, um, yeah I'm. Um, I, I, I guess I guess the Evo situation is still kind of up in the air. Have, have there been any updates in terms of like what they're going to be doing, at least for the uh, online portion, or is, is that just completely it's just canceled? Not no, that's done. Yeah, 
Wow. Yeah, it's done. That's interesting. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the main conversations right now, it's where, where do people move forward? And, uh, the thing about this is that we've, I don't want to equate, uh, saying it's the same thing, but after Kotaku had that article with Wright and all the bullshit that was happening there, um, it literally took them what a year or so for us to see quote unquote positive results. Right. Um, but even then that's like still up in the air. We don't know, uh, for, for a company, just a company alone to change its culture. That takes years. It's not within a year or two. So, um, all I can say is my heart goes out to the people in the FGC and and again, the victims and so all all the people, you know, who are my mutuals, I just hope they don't lose faith in something that they love because, uh, they have every right to, uh, right now. Um, but yeah, I hope uh, they they stay the course because I I know a lot of good people who I could see definitely um, make the scene. Well, they have been making the scene better. I hope they're propelled into leadership roles. Um, but yeah, I just hope everybody moves on and uh, can heal because uh, that that's the best that folks can do now. Totally, I agree. Well I couldn't put it any better. Yeah, well said indeed. Um, all right, cool, uh, Cam. What's your selection this Let's week? Let's talk about this crucible flop. <laughs> oh okay <laughs> oh, okay it's kind of yeah so yeah so uh cam's talking specifically about a game that i, I talked about very very uh shortly on a previous episode a game called crucible amazon's sort of entry into the like the hero shooter space kind of like also a MOBA type of thing. But uh, this is taken from Kotaku. Shout out to Nathan. Uh, in this era of constant updates, games leave closed betas. Closed beta on a regular basis, they don't often re-enter it. However, like a groundhog emerging to unsee its own shadow, Amazon's team-based shooter Crucible is no longer a fully realized video game. Crucible's post-release beta comes on the heels of a rocky launch, which consisted both uh, of both a ho-hum critical response and a hollow thud of a landing on platforms like Steam and Amazon's own Twitch. In a developer update posted earlier this week, Crucible franchise lead Colin uh, Johansson said that the game is entering closed beta tomorrow, but will continue to follow the development roadmap that's been previously laid out. So essentially, yeah, they're they're kind of rolling back the release of a game, which I can't remember happening in any other so example as far as I remember. Right? Like yeah. you would think that they would maybe not launch and maybe do like the the old early access thing mm-hmm. but um yeah man i'm I'm actually i mean i don't i don't want to be sound too harsh or whatever but i'm actually not that surprised because like the little that i played of it i was completely underwhelmed and i tried playing with some folks in the discord again like i mentioned on a previous episode and we were all kind of confused and and the, it wasn't really hooking us in a way and there were some things about it that were kind of cool but for the most part it was like why would i play this when i have three other options at least right. Uh, you know, yeah. to play other games, but have uh, Jeff, have you have you played this game at all? I I've tried to watch a few streams of it, but I didn't find any. And uh, no, no, no shade to the game, but like I'm thinking about when it released, and I'm like, did it Valorant just right. <laughs> was it Valorant right there? Like, yeah, why? Valorant was standing right there the whole time, and and you know that's part of the other thing too for me was like. I, I mean, this is a, a more of a personal anecdote, but like, I just don't have that kind of uh, appetite for that kind of game right now. But I feel like if you're gonna, it, it had a cha- it had a real shot to to change my mind, but it definitely didn't. It actually kind of reinforced how I was feeling. But Kim, um, 
how how are you feeling about this? It definitely is a bizarre story. Yeah, it's, it's so strange, you know. I wonder, like, the idea of like going backwards, like where that came from. Like, who are who are the you know the the heads of this stuff that is just like, you know what? Like you said, they they could have just went into like early access and then fleshed it out and slowly made it a game until then. But they're just like, nah, let's just hit reverse on this thing. I watched like a stream like the day it came out on beta or whatever, and it was just not interesting. Like it just wasn't an interesting person um, game. It wasn't because of the person playing or anything like that. It was just like there's like you said, there's three to four other things out there that are doing their thing better right now. Um, right. It just it's just odd. But I, I do. Honestly, I, I kind of love when Amazon takes a hit. Like I, I get a little, jo- I get a little joy out of it. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm a hater, so it's like, yeah, <laughs> take that, Jeff Bezos, take that, yeah, yeah. suck it, Bezos. It sucks that that you know people worked really hard on this game and, and stuff like that. You know, I'm, I'm just, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that's all in jest. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it's this is so bizarre. Like I wonder if, like, mm-hmm. you know, when's the the next time this is gonna happen? Like. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, it mm. makes you wonder, like, you know, it, it definitely is a, it's starting to become a, a bit of a crowded space. Like, we still got Overwatch in the mix. We got Valorant, like we mentioned a second ago. We've got Apex mm-hmm. Legends. You've got Warzone. There's a mm-hmm. lot of options out there. After a certain time, you wonder, like, you know, when are we going to start? Like, when's the, where's the next big thing? And who's it going to come mm-hmm. from? And it's probably mm-hmm. going to come from a place that we don't, you know, we can't predict right now, obviously. But, yeah, it, it definitely did feel like a, a same vibe and kind of like just very not memorable at right. all and and i'm i'm you know it's unfortunate like you said right i'm sure a lot of folks work mad hard on this and 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 you know our hearts out to them but who knows right like this could also be a, a really great opportunity to pivot and i mean we've seen it happen before we saw it happen with mm-hmm. PUBG, then we saw it happen with fortnite and you know so it's not a complete right. um complete failure in that regard I mean, we've seen it with no man's sky even so you know there's yeah. there definitely been some phoenixes that have risen from the ashes so hopefully you know maybe they can figure something yeah. out um, Put the work in. that's my positive thinking yeah uh so yeah so many stories to choose from this week i'm gonna have to go with one that actually really piqued my interest one specifically surrounding pricing for for games moving forward mm-hmm. especially for the ps5 and xbox series x mm-hmm. there's something really interesting happening especially right now in regards of like what the future of everything's going to look like uh, regarding, you know, so many different venues, right? Like we got game streaming, we got consoles on the horizon, new consoles on the horizon that we're still kind of unsure what they're going to, what they're going to cost. Like we've, we've heard rumblings of them being like over 500 bucks, closer to 600. Like these things are starting to really take the shape of other gadgets that we're used to in terms of like phones, like smartphones or like laptops, computers, things like that, which is kind of, interesting considering that the consoles have always been a really accessible entry point into games right so um part of that is the conversation going around or surrounding the price of games themselves because the last time we saw a price increase for games was actually way back when in like 2005 2006 according to gamesindustry.biz which is where i'm taking the story from uh where you know games used to be 49.99 and they jumped up to 59.99 and i I actually remember that very vividly like being like oh okay it's going to cost me a little bit extra to to play these games but i I guess it makes sense Mm -hmm. but it's been it's been you know 14 years since we've had a a price increase and i mean even back way back when games used to be more expensive and and that also felt kind of like a okay it's not it's not that much of a of an increase considering how much 
games used to be like on the 64. Right. I, re- I remember games being like 80 bucks or something. Yeah, like on the 64, they oh, were definitely man. like 80 bucks. Yeah, and this is like not even adjusting for inflation or whatever. Right. But uh, yeah, so now we're, you know, we've had one game uh, discussing that they're going to, or announcing that they're, they're, price for their next game on the next consoles is going to be $69.99 and it seems like that might be a trend for what we're going to see moving forward for most games Uh, but yeah it's interesting like I think it's hard to separate the story from the times that we exist in right now right like we're we're seeing uh, we're in the midst of a pandemic we are um, you know a lot of folks (laughs) present company included uh, don't have jobs and and there are folks even struggling just to pay bills and, and pay rent there's like national rent strikes uh, movements happening all over the place and i mean just the other day there was a group a huge group of people that that marched past my building like on my block and they were like it was a rent strike protest and uh you know it's it's it is kind of it is a really interesting time for this kind of news to be circulating around uh the game space especially but uh cam i'm curious um are, are you how does that how does that uh I guess make you feel that there's going to be another price increase. I mean, it, it, it would have had to happen at some point. I, I would, I was always assumed, you know, like I'm surprised, like you said, I'm surprised it didn't happen in the last 10 years or so. Um, we've actually had questions about this in the, like the future. I mean, in, in the past, um, like I remember Bo, shout out to Bo. He, he asked us a question about this very topic. Like, what do you see the next generation games costing? And like, would you place, 65 plus dollars for them and the answer is you ain't got no choice right (laughs) like it's not unfortunately it's not on us like it is nothing we can really do about it we've never had a a way to to combat that right um right so i'm like yeah it, it definitely i mean it feels like it's taking a lot more money but i mean it is what it is what it is but um yeah, man. I don't. I don't know. Like, I'm. I'm definitely gonna have to pay it. Like, I don't. Unless we figure out a way to go on strike. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like we. We. I don't know. It. It is also kind of interesting too. Like considering, even for myself, do do I priority these consoles now that I don't have a you know steady source of mm. income? Income. The answer is definitely not. And you know, is mm. that going to impact the way other people also are going to you know make that make that decision to get their kids a console like is or is it going to be like you know do you really need nba 2k whatever 21 22 to be uh to on the next console can you just play it on the the existing console that you already have so there's going to be a lot of like interesting discussions that i think come up even with the ten dollar increase because we again we still don't know the price of these consoles and how much they're going to be so uh, still so much left in uh, up in the air jeffrey i'm curious if you have any takes about this uh yeah um we we have to remember that uh, like like you were mentioning, Paul. This is still like a very fraught economic uh, period that we find ourselves in. A lot of folks don't have jobs, right? And we don't know how long that lasts because again, this uh, whole thing is like historic. We don't know what the hell is going on, and um, I, I have a feeling that. That despite whatever prices that the industry sets or whatever, like the results that they're going to get is going to tell them, hey, uh, even though you're doing this, you're not seeing the results you want. Because guess what? People ain't got jobs. They ain't buying mm. nothing. It is. Yeah. I mean, you can set whatever prices you want. That's fine. But people 
still don't have jobs. Yeah, I feel like they would (laughs) spin it like my cynical brain. It would be like they would spin that into justification for raising it, right? Like, well, not enough people are buying it at 60. Hmm. So, you know, we're going to have to increase Hmm. the price. You know, that's going to be the justification. That's what I what I would think just because like but you're right. Like people don't have this thing, right? Like they don't have this money and it's going to come to a time where leisure items and, you know, play things are not going to be um, viable. Like, if this keeps going the way it is, like, people are not going to have that luxury anymore of, you know, being able to choose a $600 thing or just pay rent. So, right, yeah. Yeah, 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 I think we also got to have a... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry for interrupting. I was going to mention that I remember that I was working at um, GameStop uh, during the, uh, what was it, the 2008 recession? right mm. was that it yeah yeah was, i remember yeah. i was working then and then uh and i remember like one of the thoughts i i kept like thinking every time i showed up to work is like people are still showing up buying games and stuff and they were they were <laughs> yeah you know uh and i remember my boss was just like yeah we got increased sales and then i'm looking at like the numbers and i'm like people don't have jobs how the fuck do you plan to do that <laughs> right yeah. you know yeah yeah, I think at the, like what this is also gonna um, bring like bring to the surface too is are, are the the increased. I mean, this GamesIndustry.biz article lays it out a little bit, but they talk about the increased costs of like game development itself, right? And how it's increased by two hundred percent to three hundred percent, depending on what IP, studio, and genre. But we're also seeing it across the board, right? We're seeing uh, Netflix subscription costs like go up, and you're seeing. I mean, just this past week, I think YouTube TV subscriptions went up, and you know, at this point, it was like these were supposed to be alternatives to cable, and like at this point, we might as well go back to fucking having a cable box in our in our in our apartments or our houses. So, yeah. you know, like Cam, I think you bring up an excellent point. I think I think at some point we're going to have to really make these decisions of like, all right, well, I guess maybe I will just have one console. I mean, most people do, right? Most people will be like, oh, maybe I'll just have one console or maybe I'll, you know, maybe I won't play this game or maybe I'll never maybe I won't get around to it until the slim version comes out or the or the, you know, the more cost-effective things come out because I also want to know like what the adoption rate for 4K TVs are at this point too, because we're paying for all this extra power and and this extra fidelity and resolution. But I, I also want to know like what's the, how many TVs are in in, in houses across America, especially right now. Like I, I'm pretty sure on a lot of people's minds, like the last thing on their minds is like, oh, I'm gonna get a 4K HDR TV, or I'm gonna get you know uh, this kind of internet connection for game streaming. Like it's just like, the, I we're really gonna see I think in the next year. Uh, what the future of games is going to be shaped like because of the current situation. And I'm like so fascinated at what that's going to look like because, um, you know, right now we can can make predictions, but it's going to, again, it's kind of like the Amazon thing we were talking about a second ago. It's like, what's the next thing? And, uh, you know, I guess we're going to have to just wait and see, but it's uh, a lot of interesting things, a lot of interesting things to unpack there. Uh, any final thoughts uh, before we move on? Uh, no, I mean, I think we hit it. It's just yeah. so interesting. Yeah. Like like you said, Jeff, like this mm-hmm. is all historical, right? Like beyond yeah. the, the pandemic and all that stuff. Like we're in uncharted territory right now. So I think uh, just oh, yeah. seeing it all play out is going to be interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. indeed. Um, all right, cool. Before we watch the rest of the show play out, segue, hey. uh, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back. 
All right, jumping into questions for the week. If you have any questions for us, please send an email directly to us at questions at the-optional.com. You can also drop them into our questions channel in our Discord. Or if you're brave enough, like uh, Cam was this week, Cam Workman, I should say, uh, you can use the Anchor app on your phone. Um, if you go to our profile at the optional NYC, or not, actually, it's the optional podcast. I'm getting all of our user handles uh, mixed up. Anyway, so uh, Cam's question uh, is here. Hey, Paul, Cam, and Jeffrey. This is uh, Cam from the Discord. My question is, can you think of a game that prior to release you were sure you wouldn't like, but then ended up loving? What pushed you away to begin with? What drew you in and kept you after you'd had your hands on it? Or like flip it around, a game that you were so sure was a perfect game for you that just completely fell flat for you. Ten years later, I'm still pretty (laughs) disappointed in Brink. Uh, But on the other hand, I didn't have very high hopes for Frog Fractions 2, Glitter Mitten Grove. Uh, I played that first one and I was like, I liked it, but I didn't think I loved the second one. But I loved so much about that game. It inspired me to try my hand at game writing and game making. I got a Twitter account because of that game and followed a bunch of people who worked on it. And a lot of direct lines of things that I'm interested in making and learning now are from that game. Uh, Cool. Have a good day, guys. Ooh, that's uh, a, so that's great, a great question. Super good. Yeah. Mm. Do you have any examples uh, either way of games you thought you wouldn't like or liked and or, you know, vice versa? Um, Jeffrey, I'll start with you. Yes. So a game I thought I would like but turned out to be like womp womp <laughs> was uh, Killer Killer is Dead. Because it was like, okay, aesthetically, this is like a Suda 51 game. I mostly mm-hmm. like his games. Uh, I really like No More Heroes and blah, blah, blah. I should like this. And then I'm playing it, and then I'm like, wow, this is not leaving an impression on me. And by the time I was done, I was just like, meh. Um, On the flip side of that, uh, something that I thought was going to be whatever that turned out to be cool for me, uh, I want to say... I'm going to be honest, this is uh, Demon Souls, because... I imported it, honestly, because I said, all right, just a bunch of nerds and message boards are telling me this is going to be cool. I don't know. I don't know about this shit. I don't know. So let me just try this. It's like, if anything, I'll probably pass this off to my homeboy, whatever. So I'm playing it. I'm like, all right, this shit's amazing. The nerds were right. And my whole world is blown. Yeah. Are you uh, yeah. Are you excited for the remake or remaster or whatever it is? Uh, I am because of the online elements. To revisit right. those will be super interesting. Um, also to see what design and aesthetic choices they go with, because it's clearly two different schools of thought, right? It's uh, before it was uh, from software, and now it's I'm sorry, I forget the developer now that's doing the remaster. But yeah, it's, oh, it's like blue something. Yeah, oh uh, god, I, I don't have it right now. Apologies, but yeah, I just want to see what different aesthetic choices they make. Yeah, but yeah, I'm sure. excited. Yeah. Nice, uh, Blue Point Games. By the way, quickly googled it ah. for the for the uh, for the save. Um, Cam, what about you? You got any examples? Yeah, I got two that uh, I had super high hopes for. Um, for this current generation, it was definitely um, Destiny One. Right, mm. uh, that mm. would my idea going into that game. Like what they were presenting to me, I thought this game was gonna like change my life. And it did in a way, like it, it, it got good, but off rip, it was just not a great game at all. But um, yeah, like from, you know how you like play the game before it even comes out in your head? You're just like, yep, 
Mm-hmm. I had that. That was like the last time I really ever did that. And uh, man, that game was a bummer to play at the at the start. Um, it eventually became like a really dope game, but um, yeah, that that was like a heartbreaking kind of uh, situation. Um, yeah. And then my second one, uh, same generation actually, uh, Battlefield One. Um, that game, mm-hmm. I played a lot of it, um, but it just didn't hit. It didn't. It didn't uh, satisfy that. That that uh, what I was uh, hoping for it. But yeah, yeah. That's that's actually a, a really good one. Actually, it kind of like that for me was the beginning of the end of my love affair of Battlefield. Right. Um, because we were like <laughs> Battlefield fans. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've actually been considering getting back into three recently just because I wanted something like familiar and fun that I spent a lot of time in. Um, but yeah, s- sort of on a similar note on the bummer side of things, I remember watching that infamous E3 division demo mm. and thinking mm. oh shit this is going to be the game that i'm going to play forever and i don't need any other games moving forward this is it like and then playing the real game which you know wasn't that far off from what they demonstrated but once i like kind of was able to see the the levers and the pulleys and all the stuff i like the behind the scenes things i guess yeah uh i kind of lost interest in it sure. and in a lot of ways, it was very disappointing to me. Like you said, like the game that I played in my head was way different than what I got in the division, like the final release, at least, or the 1.0 release. Um, yeah, and then I guess on the, on the flip side of that, one game that I wasn't really expecting anything out of, I kind of was like, oh, this is going to be kind of a fun No Man's Sky style thing that, you know, has some interesting ideas, but um, doesn't ultimately like live up to a what I love so much about No Man's Sky was um, Outer Worlds. Mm. Um, I'm mm. sorry, Outer, Outer Wilds. Wilds. Outer mm. Wilds, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Easy to get those mixed Bo- up. Both good yeah, games. both good games, yeah. But Outer Wilds, I was like, eh, you know, it looks kind of cute, like a little fun thing. And then here, you know, lo and behold, it winds up being this really brilliant piece of uh, gaming that like, you know, just did so many things for me and like checked so many boxes of things I've been wanting for so long like exploration and puzzle solving and not having to shoot shit and like give me like hallways full of enemies where like you go into a room and there's boxes everywhere you're like okay there's a lot of cover shooting gonna happen um yeah that game is a complete masterpiece if you haven't played it yet please check it out but I, w- I went into that like, oh, yeah, I'll check it out. I got a code. Shout out to Jeff. I got a code. Our other friend, Jeff. I was like, you know, I'll, I'll check this out. And then I was like, holy shit, have you heard of Outer Wilds? Um, so, yeah, that's my example. That's a good one. Uh, all right, cool. Check that out. My question. Yeah, definitely check it out. It's so good. My question for the week is uh, something we kind of already talked about. But um, do you have any memorable video game character role play personalities that you've created like while you've played a game? So I can give you a quick example if you need a few seconds to think about this. But when I played Mafia 3, my version of Lincoln Clay, I believe his, his full name is, um, was, you know, obviously this ex-Special Forces badass who was able to, you know, infiltrate the organized crime syndicate in New Bordeaux and completely dismantle them and all this stuff. 
But the way I had him dressed for the most part in the game, outside of the cutscenes where they kind of forces you back into the default outfit, which was his like army green jacket and, you know, white t-shirt or whatever it was. Um, my sort of personal uh, role for him was like, there's a really cool race driving outfit that he wears. It's like a really cool like jacket mm-hmm. um, that he wears with like patches on it. And he has like gloves on. He's like a wheel man kind of, uh, of a vibe. Gotcha. So I had him in that the whole time. And I only made him drive sports cars like whenever I could, <laughs> whenever I wasn't like deliver this 18 wheeler across the state. Um, so I would like only have him drive like James Bond cars. <laughs> and he was like a wheel man kind of guy. And, you know, for the most part, I did. 95% of the missions like stealthily but there were times where you know you kind of have to go in guns blazing for those I would always like try my best not to run I was always very like walking very Methodical. calmly like yeah so like in my head they're like oh shit it's like clay which sometimes they would say right like that, that kind of stuff but for me I was like yeah I'm here motherfucker I was like just really slow and just kind of taking my time with it so yeah do you guys have any weird examples of that uh yeah um, i know for i mean you've definitely seen my my gta characters throughout the years um but i remember me and a, a friend from middle school when gta 3 first came out uh the no-name character who was later named clyde um the protagonist the player character in that game we called him marcus but he, we always said it with like a lisp so we always say marcus but like that was like a whole thing, right? We used to just be like, oh no, like and we used to like narrate his life. Uh, like so, my friend would just like do this voice, and we would just add, and we'd be like crying, laughing, like, oh, Marcus is going to the store, like that type of thing. It was the funniest thing, and like I just love that stuff. Like I love games that will kind of like allow you to do that. I know, like later on, like even with GTA Four, that was the Nico Bellic one. I think mm-hmm. uh, you still mm-hmm. had like some some uh, room to you know make that character your own. And GTA Five, uh, those characters are already kind of made up. Like you find yourself playing in those. Like you find yourself mostly in cars when you're playing as um, Franklin, or you, you find yourself like going crazy as uh, the the hillbilly dude. You know, like, because they already kind of laid that out for you. So I like when games kind of give me the space to do whatever I'm doing. Um, I know, like, right now when I'm playing um, State of Decay 2, like, I had this one um, character. He's, like, a doctor. But in the screen where you can, like, select the characters, he's standing in this, like, very sassy pose. So I put him (laughs) in this, like, long leather coat. But it has, like like, a, almost like a robe, like a string, like a robe tie. So it's like cinched at the okay. waist and he's got these high, thigh, thigh high boots. Like he's, he's a bad bitch, you know, like he's dope. Like he's, and he's been like, like he's, he's, he's like the best at like medical skill and he's like very smart and stuff. So he's the one I do most of the work with, but he just cracks me up because of this jacket. Cause it's like, you can put any clothes on anybody. So it's like, obviously it's a woman's jacket, but it's just so funny. And uh, I, I love it. Like, I love that. Like, just because of the stance, I was like, oh, man, he's got, like, attitude. Like, I love it. <laughs> you got to, like, make him super right. steezy. Yeah, you got to make him super steezy. <laughs> like, wearing that, that leather coat with the oil sheen to it. Like, I love that. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, uh, Jeffrey, what about you? Uh, oh, 
you know what? Yeah, this is a good example. So um, this is what I love about like Japanese RPGs, even though like the silent protagonist thing is like kind of annoying sometimes. But anyway, uh, for Shin Megami Tensei Four Apocalypse, uh, the main character he he doesn't talk, right? So pretty much it's like everyone else is just doing his role. But the cool thing about that game is like you can have him wear gear where he'll look like anything from like this scrawny 15-year-old kid who's, like, holding a sword to, like, you can have him in, like, football gear. You can have him look like a samurai or whatever. So I made him look like a uh, uh, a biker in a gang running around, like, apocalyptic Tokyo. And I would have him just saying, like, the rudest shit to people when you have the choice. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> the demon is just, like, so you're going to help me and, and and kill such and such, right? And then I just gave him the most asshole answers, like, no, you're incompetent. Why would I do that? <laughs> I was just being an asshole for the entirety of the game, only for me to realize, like, those choices helped me, like, find, like, the neutral path or hidden choice or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, that works out. That's cool. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just had nice. to just be a total asshole. It was great. Yeah, <laughs> that's good, too. Like, when you really, like, when you really are given the option to make those decisions right. and, like, be mean or, you know, be good or whatever. Um, that's a good nice, one. Nice, nice. Yeah. Word, word. Thanks. All right. So uh, Carl's question this week is, this question has been inspired by recent video game releases. So have you ever had an instance where you had to give up uh, on a pursuit and or obsession due to the cost of it being too high, personally or otherwise? Kind of related to what we were talking about earlier in the show. But um, yeah, I'm having a hard time thinking about this. But Kim, do you have any examples of things like that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I uh, I used to really be into my comic book collection as you know and stuff like that and yeah like that was like a major thing for me like that was like every wednesday i was at the shop you know had my pull list all that stuff like but um as the years went by it just became like especially moving back into the city um like the apartment space you just don't have the space for that stuff and uh it just became expensive man like that every week like you're spending close to 40 bucks on like a stack of comics and you know being popped all those years like i, I was broke as hell you know like, yeah. and that it just became mm. not viable anymore and it just it lost my interest like it made me like due to that like i lost my interest in comics in that way like i tried to get back into oh. it throughout the years like just pick up a few here and there but i just never had that same drive after that so um yeah that was like uh a big thing for me it was like a big chunk of my life for a long time and it just like disappeared yeah like thinking about it now mm. same yeah. like i remember you know we used to drive to oh, absolutely. the same shop and like go you know regularly but once i moved also realizing that i get a lug all these comics and same thing for me with records i guess for the most part like I, i'm really selective now way more selective yeah um with what i pick and what i want to add to my collection whereas before i was like yeah this came out i'll buy it without listening to it um <laughs> But uh, <laughs> Jeffrey, what about you? You got anything? Uh, yeah, I wow. Uh, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about either vinyls or chucks because either way, it's a problem. Uh, <laughs> so my thing is that um, I want to get more vinyls, but I'm realizing I only have so much space right now. And even if I do get a, a you know bigger space, it just makes more sense to have an area for an extra desk in case I have to work from home. So I definitely need to chill on that. So, and I actually took an inventory. I was like, wait, how many like sneakers 
and shit do I have? And I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I need to stop. So that's definitely yeah. something I just gave up altogether. It's just like, and plus I'm a fashionista too. And like my closet's like full. So it's like, nah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I don't know that game. yeah, same here <laughs> to kind of give up that sneaker life. Same thing. Honestly, it was like, just get whatever, like, I guess whatever really moves me and not like I was before where I was like, Oh, I'm getting these just cause I want them or just cause they're like, I don't know. They're going to be hot or whatever. Um, All right, cool. Mo asks, if you could choose any Pokemon, Digimon, monster, familiar, companion, etc. as a pet in real life, what would it be? Uh, Mo's would be Sunflomon? 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 That sounds Um, dope. I'm going to look that up. Yeah, I provided a link right there to the the image at the very least. Oh, that's uh, cute. That Mo provided. That's pretty cute. I like it. Mm. I'm going to... I'm gonna say my usual. Um, I just want to write you. That'd be kind of cool. What, what, what about uh, you, Cam? Oh, you already know I'm going with Lucario because we could just whoop ass on the subway. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like have a little <laughs> short karate man next to you. Like I love it. That's true. Yeah. Oh, um, Jeffrey, what about you? Um, even though this would probably like terrify people, I would probably have a haunter with me, but. I'm trying to think of what it would look like in real life. I'm like, good God, that thing would terrify people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, no, he's harmless. Even though people will read yeah. a Pokedex entry, it's like, it can lick you and paralyze you. And I'm like, yeah, oh. but that's, that's, you know. Yeah, it's like that dude that'd be yeah. at the park. He'd be like, don't, don't run. My dog don't bite. It's like, nah. Yeah, <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Oh that's a good choice. Um, yeah. All right, cool. Um Matt's question for the week is if quarantine was lifted and it was 100% safe to go outside, what's on your list of things to do for the perfect Saturday? Like that episode of Hey Arnold. Um, Jeffrey, I'm going to start with you on this one. Uh, Uh, What's your perfect Saturday look like post-COVID? All right. Perfect Saturday. Uh, Around noon, I would hit up my favorite Italian pizzeria in Little Haiti because they have like the best thin sliced pizzas Good God, it's so good. Um, shout out to Little Harry's. I love y'all. <laughs> yeah, sponsor Little Harry's. You know, after that, um, I'll be honest, I'll just drive around uh, and check out uh, the art uh, the art district in Miami. Because it, it's one thing to see it when you're driving, but to see the art uh, when, after you park and just walk around the downtown area and see all the uh, sponsored graffiti. All that it's very very beautiful. If you guys are ever here, uh, I would suggest to check that out when it's safe. Um, and later on, like, and catch a late night showing of of a movie that nobody will watch, just so I could have the benefit of knowing that theater will be empty. I can kick my feet up, and I can watch that thing without being bothered. That's my perfect Saturday. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good ass Saturday. Damn, um, yeah. Cam. What about you? All right, so. My Saturdays are pretty simple. I could probably still do it now, um, but I would add... So, you wake up early, right? So, I'm talking like 8 or 9. You head over to Mixtape, which is like a dope little breakfast spot like under the train tracks under the M in Brooklyn. And you get yourself a, uh, a lox bagel with capers, right? Cream cheese. Okay. Nice little iced coffee, right? Whatever your milk preference is. Mine is soy milk. You know what I'm saying? 
then you make yourself, you know, you t- you take your that train all the way into Kips Bay into the city, and okay. you sit down for a matinee movie, right? Just oh, you stole my fucking solo, room. baby, right? <laughs> I I love I'm that's the thing I'm missing right now. Like I love going to the movies uh, by myself, and oh, that's man. what I like to do. Yeah. So after that, right? Maybe hit up the fellas like, yo, come meet me at the park and we'll just chill, you know, or, you know, hang out with my girl uh, at the park and just, you know, bird watch, people watch, that type of thing. And then at night, like as the sun setting, we go get like nice little cocktail, call it a day. That's like my perfect Damn. Saturday. Mm. Yeah, honestly. First of all, fuck you. You stole my answer. <laughs> I mean, there's um, not much to do in New York. as, as you know. That's true. <laughs> this is- it's also like our ideal Saturday, right? right. So it's like yeah. a thing that I'm already sort of familiar with. Right. And that's one of them is like waking up early, like with my partner, getting like a bagel and some coffee or whatever, hanging out at home real quick, or maybe on the way to a matinee. Cause I love matinees. Oh, man. It's mm-hmm. like the best to be like refreshed. And like your mind is like alert. Yep. You can absorb the message instead of like watching it after a long day of work or whatever. So I think after that, very similar. So like, get breakfast, take the train into the city to like one of our favorite theaters, uh, watch a movie. Then maybe afterwards go to um, like go to K town or go somewhere with like Mm. some good barbecue. Like whether it's like even like a chain, like Yukaku or something and just like treat ourselves to like a really fancy uh, lunch or dinner, depending on like how much time we want to just kill by like going to like Nintendo, New York or Kino Kunio, whatever. Um, yeah, and then just like maybe like link up with a few friends that we love to hang out with and have really long discussions with and just have a few cocktails, maybe even if it's on a weekday, if like if it's a day off or something, um, just get like some some deal at Yukaku and just oh. eat till we're like just done. Damn. Like I just mm. miss movie theaters, good food, yeah, and mm. honestly my friends. So I just like, as long as those three boxes are checked. Yeah, I, I miss the randomness of outside, right? Like you can hit somebody up and like, yo, let's go get some like you said, let's go get some KBBQ or some shit like right? Like let's go get some yeah. curry. Yeah. Like you can't do that now. Like it's like you gotta be very specific <laughs> on what you're gonna do. Like you can't just wing it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm so mad that like, you know, granted we did our fair share amount over that of that before like COVID hit. But if I would have known, I would have done it like every fucking day. I would have been broke. Um, Yeah. I miss it. I miss it. Um, All right, cool. Jumping into feeling it. Feeling it is where we take one thing that we absolutely love from the past week that we've stumbled across that we think is worth sharing. So uh, Jeffrey, since you are esteemed guest, why don't you go first? Yes. So something that I stumbled across is the uh, band, the Go Team. Uh, when you search for them, it's the Go uh, exclamation point team. And I'm going to just read you their synopsis on Wikipedia real quick to see, you know, let you know why they're awesome. The Go Team is a six piece band from Britain, England. They combine indie rock uh, and garage rock with a mixture of black exploitation, Bollywood soundtracks, double Dutch chants. Old school hip hop and distorted guitars. Now, damn, I found them. Yeah, I found them because uh, you remember when they were showing like all those games for the PS5, and then they had the uh, Sackboy game, and then they had that one song, and I'm like, this song is really dope. Like, who is this? And then I shazammed it, and it's Mayday by the Go Team, and that whole album, Semicircle. Uh, 
came, it was released in 2018. I've just been listening to that on loop and it's very, very dope, very chill, upbeat. And it's making me feel good during this fucking pandemic. And I appreciate nice. them for that. Yeah. That sounds That's terrible. awesome. Yeah, I've never heard of them before. This sounds super interesting. Definitely going to yeah. be listening to this tonight, maybe after a uh, tasty treat of sorts, or maybe an <laughs> outdoor mm-hmm. break if you get catch my drift. Um, mm-hmm. Now, this is this is super dope. I'm definitely going to uh, take a listen to this. If, if there's anything that you could sort of like, um, if you could sell it as like something that you've listened to in the past, even just sort of loosely related, is there anything that you can sort of, uh... you know, if you like this, then you'd like this? I really, nothing really jumps out to me except for the fact that one of the lead guys, he he conceived like their first project after wanting to create music after Sonic Youth style guitars uh, uh, combined okay. with a whole bunch of things. So I'm like, okay, that just sounds good on paper, <laughs> but your fucking album is dope. I'm sorry. I, 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 nice. I'm not very eloquent with it. It's just really nice to hear. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna check this out for sure. We'll have links to uh, specifically a link to this album in the uh, show notes this week. So, again, subscribe. Um, Cam, what you got? Uh, I got some music as well, and um, this kind of came out of nowhere. I was just kind of browsing the the Apple Music library, and uh, I see that CeeLo Green has a new album out that dropped at the end of June, and it's called CeeLo Green is Thomas Calloway, which is his real name. Um, and this album is dope. Like it's has that like late sixties, early seventies, like Motown vibe, like you clean in the house, like you, your focus, like going to like the, it has that, um, I don't know that, that Motown, like pop kind of like vibe to it where you're just like jamming, like you're just in a happy mood. That's that whole vibe of this, this album It's so different from anything that I've heard from him. Um, but it has that sound that you love from him. Like his voice is just so unique and, and powerful. Uh, it, it's really, really good. It's it's definitely driving music. It's definitely like cleaning the house on a on Sunday music. It's that, you know, I got chores to do and this is going to help me get through it type of music. Um, man, I, I'm really into it. It's it's not hip hop. It's not R&B at all. It's, it's that same kind of like 60s Motown, like... It's dope. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Nice. We got some music recommendations yeah. this week. Um, all right. Cool. Yeah. Mine is uh, a movie that I had no idea even existed. I think it. I think it came out this year, at least in the, in the states or stateside. Um, it, but it's a Korean film uh, that actually no, it came out in 2018, I guess in in, in Korea specifically. But yeah, it's a it's a movie that. Um, surrounds the life of a young woman in the mid 90s i think it is yeah like the mid to i think mid 90s and um it's kind of a really beautiful um sort of look at their family dynamic the sort of expectations that have been placed upon her and her trying to find herself as she's continuously like reprimanded as being you know, a delinquent or deviating from the path and, and how, you know, certain events can either reinforce those things or push them away just by design from like the family structure to the school structure to, you know, whatever. So it completely 
caught me off guard. I didn't know about it at all. It's called House of hum- House of Hummingbird, excuse me. And um, I believe my partner rented it on a site. I forget where she rented it, but we just kind of like casted it to the TV. And um, if you get a chance, check it out. It's really, really beautiful. It definitely moved me in a way that I wasn't expecting. And uh, yeah, the uh, director is Kim Bora. And uh, oh, shit, this gonna make yeah, you cry. it's it's one hundred percent gonna make you cry. <laughs> it made oh. me cry. <laughs> damn it! Um, God damn it! Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Here I am to to provide those feels for you this <laughs> week. But um, yeah, check it out. It's really really dope. Um, I loved it. I recommend it. You know, wholeheartedly. Um, but yeah, it will make you cry. So bring tissues. So uh, yeah. That about does it for the show this week. But before we wrap up, Jeffrey, thank you so yes. much for joining us again. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank um, you. I am honored. I am honored. For sure. For sure. Thank you, man. Um, before we uh, wrap things up, though, how can the people find you online and keep up with your work? Yes, uh, you can find me online uh, on Twitter at JR, uh, my initials, uh, Potential, JR Potential, on the word. Um, that's pretty much where you'll find me. I mean, I also have an Instagram, but I don't really post a lot because, you know, quarantine, so no content. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, you will, uh, I would like to say that I will have work coming out in the future. I'm definitely making moves to hopefully get more things published now because why the fuck not? Um, also, uh, I try to uh, just keep things real, uh, reasonably so online as well. And uh, also, we, Mpale Kweyowi, Ebien Mpaka Ekrisa Su Twitter, but Lewemwen, you know, Mpale Kweyowi, Memtu, so Safa Ayen. So, what I just said was, I do speak Creole. Unfortunately, I don't know how to write that online because I suck and I'm letting <laughs> my ancestors down, but. <laughs> It is what nah, it man. is. You, 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 you're doing your thing. Shout out to the Zoes out in Miami. All right. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, man. Thanks again. Really appreciate you having on, you know, coming to the show and talking with us for a bit, taking the time. But um, thank you. Cam, how can the folks find you online? Uh, I probably will not be online because, yo, I'm sorry, just to extend this a little longer. I, I forgot to tell you at the top of the show, but I. Woke up in the middle of the night, like the other night, like at 3 a.m., and I bought a, my first Gundam. Oh. <laughs> like, why did oh. I do that? <laughs> so it's coming tomorrow or the next day, so I'm going to probably be doing that. I'll probably be, like, posting pictures as I go through it um, on, on Twitter. But you can catch me at Cappy Can't Lose, C-A-P-I-C-A-N-T-L-O-S-E. Uh, yeah, hit me up. What about you, man? Yeah, we need... Next week, we're going to need photos for the newsletter. Oh, facts. The progress. For sure, for sure. We have, you have a deadline. <laughs> uh, um, you can catch me online on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at Polymayo, P-O-L-I-M as in Mario, A-Y-O. I also want to just say um, super special thank you to everybody who was kind enough to visit my little coffee page that I'd set up for, for new gear upgrades and replacements for things that I had to, you know, replace once I gave things back to the old geo media but seriously thank you so much to everybody who like helped out i was like i cried so much that day it was unbelievable i was i was expecting to hit that uh, yeah yeah, thank you man thank you i was expecting to hit that milestone in like a month and i did it in like four hours and i was completely like i was a big old baby 
the whole day. Nah, man, but um, honestly, it means so much to me. Thank yeah. you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening this week. If you have any questions or comments, send them over to questions at the-optional.com. We'd love to hear from you. You can, you can also send us questions um, on our Discord, in our questions channel. If you head over to theoptionalpodcast.com, that's where you can find links to everything. Um, while you're there, you can also sign up for the newsletter um, where we give weekly expanded show notes with links to everything that we've talked about, including Jeffrey's articles and all that good stuff link to his twitter so you can go follow him uh please be sure to subscribe we're on apple Podcasts, google play stitcher anchor and spotify if you could take a few minutes though to please review us on apple Podcasts, it really does a, a lot for us to help us get on the radars of other people out there and if you don't like the show enough and want to help support the show all the money that goes to the show you know goes to new gear and um know the things that we have to pay for every month so if you want to do that you can go to our anchor profile at anchor.fm slash the optional podcast special thanks to our supporters mark charlie suhai Bree, john michael murray jesse billy hans colin and douglas for helping us keep these lights on every week as always with the optional nyc on twitter our show's music is by the one and only levi pack you can find him on twitter at underscore l-e-v-i-p-a-c-k so until next time everybody peace